you're listening to the next team podcast hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the next team cricket episode 12 and um, i'm having my boys yash and uh, arjun today in attendance uh, it's been a while boys uh, since we did cricket and uh, yeah I- i'm pleased that we're going to be covering the uh, ashes preview which will be happening in a couple of days time and uh, we i we hope that you guys are as excited as us and uh, yeah so before we kick things off uh, we just like to remind you guys that we are on uh, youtube and spotify as the next team podcast and on instagram and tiktok as the next team sg where you can uh, get uh, the latest content and updates uh, on a weekly basis uh, and yeah with that we like to uh yeah start things off anyone can okay let's okay not 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 anyone can let's uh focus on the australian squad first so me and yash did that whole uh team pain debacle uh, i think that i mean if in case you guys didn't catch it you guys can catch it it's still up on youtube uh, our latest episode on our youtube and our spotify page uh but on a follow up to that uh we predicted that bad cummins may be the likeliest candidate to take over the australian captaincy and uh yeah and the way it panned out eventually uh comments did get the captaincy so what are your thoughts boys surprised uh or or like what do you guys expect from him as a captain yeah i, I think it's quite unknown is it because we've never seen i mean at least i have not seen pat comments as a captain before so mm-hmm. i have absolutely no idea what to expect of him but the, but a good thing is that he has Keith Smith alongside him you know who has been an australian captain before um And apparently, I, I was watching this uh, Pat Cummins interview. I can't remember. I think maybe it was with TGC. I guess. Uh, but yeah. he actually said there was an interview process he had to go through. He and yes, yes. I was watching to, the same episode. Yes. Yeah, to battle out with the captaincy. So, uh, I, I guess for Steve Smith, it's more of the history which kind of thing get him the captaincy. I think. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say, yeah, for sure, like Pat Cummins deserves the captaincy. So it's going to be quite interesting to see a fast bowler uh, as a Test captain. Mm, okay, I mean, on that topic, I mean, if you, if I'm not sure if Arjun watched the episode, but um, just to give our viewers as well some context, he talked about how um he was quite happy with uh the atmosphere or the the leadership style um of Tim Payne, and as a result, the atmosphere in the dressing room, uh, which which was the result of his captaincy, uh, and Pat Cummins wanted to emulate that, and um, hearing that from a fan perspective, right. Do you think it's the right way to take the game forward? Um, given the recent scandal that happened with Team Pain. I mean, um, yes, it was uh, a messy kind of fallout, the way Team Pain exited the team. But he's commenting purely on what's happening with purely on the cricket aspect of his mm-hmm. leadership. Uh, what happened yeah. in his personal life? I guess yes, uh, he should. he should know to do better than what he did uh, but mm-hmm. honestly it doesn't have much bearing on what happened in the dressing room so i don't think it's completely unfair for him to come out and say that uh, if that's exactly if that's what he feels then i think that's completely fair for him to say okay and uh, arjun what are your thoughts on his him taking over captaincy generally i feel like it was kind of the only choice they had uh, obviously if steve mm-hmm. smith wasn't involved in sandpaper gate He probably there probably wouldn't be even this debate. Ah, uh. Tim Payne would never be captain. Steve Smith would have been captain all the way. Ah, uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite surprised that Steve Smith got a second chance at a leadership role after what happened. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit of inconsistency with how 
David Warner has been completely excluded from uh, you know redemption. Yet Steve Smith, for some reason, has a second bite of the cherry. But maybe that's because yeah yeah the ahead. involvement incident. I think it was more to do with the involvement. Yeah. Uh, because David Warner was actually the main yeah, person captain, who, ins- uh, who he was the vice captain at that point in time, but mm-hmm. he was the main instigator for the incident. He was the one that asked Cameron Bancroft to actually use uh, sandpaper oh, to tamper okay. the surface of the ball. Uh, whereas Steve mm-hmm. Smith was more of like, just do whatever you want. Don't 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 tell me what you're doing. Just make sure you don't get caught. Something like that. So. In, in in a sense, in some sense, you could say mm. that uh, Steve Smith was just as much an accomplice for this incident. Uh, but yeah. fundamentally, it's whether you, 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 I guess, accuse the guy who committed the murder or the guy who was sort of accomplice to the murder, you know, yeah. depends on yeah. how you look at it. It's just the inconsistency, you know, like, I understand what you mean, yeah. because Steve Smith was like, you know, uh, trying to turn a blind eye and try to pretend like he didn't even, he wasn't aware exactly. of what happened when exactly. Mm-hmm. When we all know that he probably did know, like he probably was in the know. The the reason yeah. why I'm saying this is because uh, obviously Cricket Australia, their board, you know, the last three years they've put out a lot of PR about how they are, you know, trying to change their culture for the better, and yet mm. they are high. They are putting Steve Smith, who obviously is a great captain, amazing run getter for Australia. Like in terms of the cricketing thing, you cannot question why he was appointed, but it yeah. does go against and contradict this entire. Uh, narrative that they are changing for the better in terms of great culture la. like for Correct. me this is just very difficult for me to even as if i was an Australian fan i'll be like uh, you know what is the message here la? it's like mixed signals at this point okay but if oh, not yeah. steve smith then who that's the thing if they had to make it, it must be maybe another senior player like nathan lyon or some just someone else or like like it, no, I mean, for that, me that's the issue they had i think they didn't have a proper at least second leader inside the team because first, first of all they're taking a big I wouldn't say, okay, maybe a little bit of a risk with Pat Cummins being the captain, because first of all, he's never been a captain in the senior squad for Australia before. Yeah. And uh, and all of this also happened because, I mean, it's a sudden, you know, it's it's not like it was planned for Pat Cummins to take the regime over uh, team pain, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess maybe uh, the Australian board felt that they, like, Cummins needs someone who can guide him a bit, who can, you know, yeah. uh, be a you good guys see- of support yeah. for him. Do you guys see Cummins as a natural leader or more of like a leader through example? Because obviously he's he's the best test bowler right now on the planet. Is he yeah. going to be? Because from what I've watched of him, he's not exactly that extroverted leader with an aura that guides other people. But he is the guy that you know gives that magic uh, to their team. And is he going to be more of that kind of leader? Like I still not completely I, convinced uh, in terms I, of the I leadership. Think, I think the tactical the tactical side of things is uh, yet to be seen because we can't really mm-hmm. judge him. I think everyone in terms of what he brings to the team in terms of his character, um, if you watch the great cricketer, he seems to be classified as an alpha male or a, or a sigma. Sigma. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, uh, depends on which, how, I'm not sure how you view him. Personally, I wouldn't really um, paint him in the narrative. Uh, I, I see him as more of a, you know, just one of the guys kind of, uh, Person, I mean, that's my own personal. He seems opinion. quite reserved and yeah, like, correct. He, yeah, I wouldn't like, really. Put I'm him... gonna do my job, that kind of stuff. Correct, correct. Yeah, he he's more of like, he's the kind of guy that will just let people do their own thing, and um, in 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 some sense, Dude, he's Harry Kane. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's the same. He's Harry Kane. That's the same name that uh, popped in my head. Actually, he's more of that. I uh, mean, leadership through showing the way. You know, not really, uh, not really. I guess, uh, commanding the. Leader, leader. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he goes along. Uh, but in my opinion, I think uh, right now it was the best decision they could have made. 
vice captain in steve smith i guess if they hadn't made the decision would have been would have opened another can of worms because um you have zero experience in terms of your leadership group but um True. what they have in uh, steve smith as a vice captain is a wealth of experience to tap on and um, definitely pat cummins in those crucial situations will rely on steve smith's tactical nuance um to get them out of jail so i i do think it's i mean considering the whole dynamic of the team and where they are right now i think it's possibly the it's probably or rather it is probably the best decision they could have made i i don't think there is a better candidate per se in australian cricket who is vice cap i mean who should have been vice captain um or captain for that matter uh but yeah i do agree in that sense there's some there's some sense of impartiality in the way they handled uh uh sorry david warner and uh steve smith it, it, there's, yeah. i mean there's there's this uh sense of injustice you could say uh yeah but i mean but, yeah. i think yash explained it quite clearly they're kind of forced into a corner yeah. it's not yeah. like they are it's not like their team is currently bursting with a lot of leadership yeah. kind of players i mean Correct. we we did talk about this in our episode our previous episode where we felt that maybe they could have manus come in and maybe learn like a new young player coming in and but you know from pat come in secret origin but uh I think at the moment, I think what Australia need more stability as well. They need a good Correct. stable future for the next no, few years. But also, yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. But also, one yeah, crucial okay. point is this is a this is a very very crucial series. It's not it's yeah. not like a it's not like a, you know okay, no disrespect. It's not like a you know Australia v Bangladesh or Australia v uh, you know I mean you're not you're not your top test team. You know that's the thing. It, it, England have been I mean it's it's a legendary series, the Ashes. So you definitely don't want to go in with a lack of experience uh, in your squad uh, or in your leadership group. Um, so I think, uh, give, I mean, what you guys said have been spot on. I think it's probably the best decision uh, Cricket Australia could have made in the circumstances. Um, okay, so let's then uh, move on to, I mean, let's stick within the Australian national team and um, now move on to the wicketkeeper role, which was uh, left vacant by Tim Payne. So we discussed. We didn't okay. We didn't discuss much about who's going to replace him as keeper. Uh, but uh, when I watched the great cricketer, some some uh, prominent names was uh, Josh English. I mean Josh English. English. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it properly. But, hey, Joe uh, English or Josh English? Was it Josh or Joe? I think Josh. I think it's Josh English. English. Yeah, yeah England. English and uh, of course we have our Alex Carey, uh, Matthew Wade as well, and uh, we all know around now. Um, recently that uh, Alex Carey is set to make his test debut for the first Ashes test match. So yeah, initial thoughts boys. Uh, expected first of all, yeah, same. I'm going to just go through the same format as I did for Pat Cummins. So yeah, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, to be honest, not really. I, I thought maybe they might have an experienced Matthew Wade inside. I mean, Wade's, mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah, I mean, of course, two different formats, but Wade had a really good T20 series. Yeah. And he, he looked like a batsman pretty much in good form, you know. I mean, obviously, test cricket is a whole different ball game. But then mm-hmm. at, at the same time, you know, uh, I, I felt maybe Australia needed a bit of experience inside of the keep-keeping department. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I'm quite happy that they gave Alex Carey a chance because he's, I think, doing pretty well domestically. I mean, I'm not really following their domestic cricket, but mm-hmm. uh, from what I've been uh, reading on Reddit and stuff, it seems like a lot of people are talking quite highly of it. So let's see. I guess only time will tell if it's a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in terms of it being the ashes, most people have assumed that they would have gone with the I mean quotation mark safer option in Matthew Wade. But to be honest, Matthew Wade has been up and down when it comes to his test career. He hasn't That's really 
ever like fully like shown his potential so i don't think it's completely unfair for alex carry to get a chance right now and mm. i mean of what little i've seen him in the, i remember watching him in the 2019 world cup and he was actually quite impressive uh, he came down the order played some nice counter attacking knocks so he could and as a wicket keeper most of the time in test matches that is your job uh. yeah so he he could be a game changer for them so i uh, i think it's a good move true true definitely i think it's i, I think it is a good move as well uh, personally i think it, it it is a bit of a bold move in in my book um to bring in alex carey during a crucial series where you um it it, it the safer option would be to go with matthew way definitely but also the i guess he's not proven himself as much as he would like at this level he did perform pretty decently la- the last ashes series uh, as far as as far as i remember i think he's got a century in one of the games um mm. so he, it's it's more of his uh, test career before that which hasn't been very pleasant he averages something like 28 in test cricket so yeah i mean he he he's clearly a better white ball uh, player the, than a red ball player uh, i mean you can you could argue the same for uh, alex carey but i would say that um, alex carey is someone with uh, youth uh, i mean someone who is younger and hence uh, someone you would want to you know if you want to groom someone to be a future test wicketkeeper i think he is your man yeah. and uh actually, yeah, just, I, I a, think... just a fun yeah. fact actually before we continue i was just looking at alex carey's profile and it's actually 30 years old yeah, but, but i mean I, he's, he's okay I mean, I I think, he's yeah yeah i mean i thought he was pretty something as well but to be fair 30 he still has a good 6 7 years left in him if tim pain yeah. uh when tim pain when he took over as captain he was 36 so i mean i still i would still say he is considered a young player um for australia and someone who i think has enough international experience to actually command a place in the test team like i would say he's a safe option uh when i was if i were to compare it with you know someone like josh Ing- josh english um who may not have uh i'm not sure of his record exactly but uh personally if I, from a from a fan perspective i i would say alex carey is probably the better decision um but yeah i think it's going to be interesting to see how he does uh, i mean i personally was very impressed with what i saw in the world cup uh, in 2019 Uh, I thought he played with uh, a positive intent, a lot of freedom, and um, you know sometimes if you play with that same intent um, in Test cricket, you do generally tend to do well. You see how David Warner doesn't change his game in any format of the game. Is he he approaches the game in the same way all three formats, and yeah, he's so fun as well. Exactly, yeah. But I mean, I think David Warner is probably one of the best examples of um, how to get success in all three formats uh, without changing your style of play. So uh yeah I I I hope that I mean personally I I hope that Alex Carey does well um he can emulate his white ball form in uh, test cricket as well and uh yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how they do and uh yeah okay I mean maybe one last bit about Australian cricket I mean um, the Australian team uh, who do you think is going to start the first test in terms of uh, their fast bowling department mm. they have got a number uh, of options yeah I would say for me They'll probably go with three seamers. So the three seamers, I mm-hmm. think it's Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, and Josh Hazelwood. They'll probably okay. apply as the fourth spinner. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure of the fifth bowling option, to be honest. Uh, I think Cameron Green might come in as the all-rounding bowler option. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Cam Cam Green will definitely play. He'll probably bat up the order, like um, might be five. Yeah. Um, 
probably carry will slot in at six. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, I think the main uh just I think in my opinion the main question mark for Australian like the entire team or at least the bowling unit is I think Mitchell Stark's position because I think mm-hmm. Stark's not been having the greatest of form lately. Yeah, uh, like I I don't think anyone else you can drop them really apart from Stark at the moment. But then, at, at the same time, I, I don't see a good enough replacement for Stark at least in Test level. So. Yeah, I mean, Jai Richardson is someone who's been uh, talked about a lot. Um, yeah. Do you, th- do you think we might see him um, start the first test? Arjun, what do you think? Uh, you think is a possibility? I think they'll go with their tried and trusted Tridenda. I, I don't see them... <laughs> I think you have to back experience. I mean, Mitchell Stark, he's one of those bowlers that when he, if, he's, if he's on it, he can, he, can win a, he can win a test match in like in the space of two sessions. That's the kind mm. of, in, or just a one spell of bowling, honestly, he can take apart your team. And also, so, the yeah. one thing which will make a big difference that Stark can swing the ball both ways. And that, that's very handy in test cricket, especially. Whereas I've not really seen much of Jai doing that. Instead, Jai is more of like your stock kind of a bowler uh, mm. from what I've seen him play. Uh, so I don't, I don't yeah. know if you guys have a different opinion about Jai. But, but Jai Richardson has been doing well in domestic cricket um, from what I've heard. Uh, so he is someone who is given Stark's um, erratic, I think erratic is too strong a word because he just won the World T20, I mean, World 2020 Cup. So I, I'll give him that. But I would say it's rather inconsistent form. I would um, I would say that Jai Richardson has a chance. Uh, you never know. But um, I think I I am going to agree with Arjun a bit in, in, in the sense that they will probably back their the tried and trusted three-seamer uh, combination. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Jai Richardson play yeah. either the second or third test. Um, Is it a five-test five series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashes five are test, always right? a five-test series, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely rotation is a possibility. But then we also consider that England aren't exactly firing at, in terms of batting. So, Stark might see this as an opportunity to get back in form. Perhaps their management sees it the same way, which is why I think they might back him for at least the first few tests. But yeah, Jai yep. Richardson, probably the next guy in if one of those guys get dropped. Yep, for sure. definitely. I, I think that's a good segue into uh, England squad, actually. Um, so, yeah, initial thoughts, boys. Um, any surprises there? Any, any names that actually pop out? I mean, I think the, I mean, okay, it's been quite a while now, but uh, Ben Stokes' inclusion came in rather late, relatively late. Um, how much of a boost do you think that will be to England's chances uh, in terms of uh, winning the Ashes? I think it's it's a massive boost, you know, because I think they were lacking that all-rounder option. I, if I'm not wrong, I can't remember, was Ben Stokes playing in the India series in England? No, right? I don't no. think he was playing. I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they were missing him quite badly. You can see it's not not just in terms of the bowling option, but even in terms of batting. And I think the weakest link of the England batting, like the department itself, is the batting actually, uh, yeah. because there's a lot of young blokes inside the batting, and a lot of time it's just Schroeder carrying the bat for them. Uh, but coming to Australia, I think this like they need to perform a lot better as a batting unit because you can't just keep on relying on Schroeder to bail you out, you know, always. So yeah. I, I guess that's where experience of Ben Stokes comes in and it might come in handy for uh, England, I feel. Definitely. I, th- I think I agree on that. I think Ben Stokes is a crucial addition, 
especially in terms of the batting department i mean he i mean yeah he is seen as an all rounder definitely but i think i personally see him as a match winner with the bat more than the ball um so given their fragile top order um so i'm i'm okay i'm i'm guessing they're going to open with hasib hamid and uh, who's the other guy who's he who's the other opener for rory burns uh, rory yeah, burns right yeah yeah i i mean he, they have not been i mean england top england's top order hasn't been as assured as they they would like i think it's been a up and down kind of a patchy form for them uh, i i i think they i think this series is going to be have they're going to be heavy reliance on uh, joe root once again um, to get them out of jail quite a few times we i think we are going to see some occasional scores from the top order as well as someone like you know um, lower down the order with uh, zack crawley or i mean ben stokes is uh i mean zack usually zack crawley bats at number 3 but um i mean i i'm guessing oh yeah okay fine fair enough i think joe root will come in number 4 right yeah correct yeah, my sure. bad okay zack uh, crawley will come in coming number 3 joe root number 4 and uh, i think we'll probably see uh, someone like ollie pop or ben stokes come in after after that so yeah. um i guess i i guess we can sort of make out their batting order uh but the one that one thing that concerns me is probably the the lack of stability at the top and i think um how they are going to navigate the new ball is going to decide go a long way in deciding the series um that's my opinion at least uh but yeah i think bowling wise i think they're quite they're quite okay um not too bad but i i i feel like the lack of jofra archer is going to be a a big big miss for them he he has been injured he has been out for quite some time i feel he's that uh, x factor player which uh, england lacked and have been lacking for the uh, past couple of test series especially we saw against india um so i felt that they lacked that um that fast bowler who could win them games out of nowhere um and i thought jofra is that perfect man to do it uh but yeah what, what do you guys feel how, how big of a miss do you guys think the jofra just um i mean no, forced exclusion i guess uh, will be for in terms of determining the outcome of the ashes yeah i mean if you look at their bowling lineup with i guess broad and henderson have carry a lot of the responsibility and mm-hmm. in the past they haven't exactly been at their best in australia i think mm-hmm. perhaps the conditions don't really suit them as much of course as english conditions I feel like Jofra Archer is a lot more suited to those conditions in Australia because the bounce is a lot truer and yeah. with his pace he could travel he could travel batsman a lot more probably than Jimmy Anderson and Broad and also given that it's a five test series it's very hard for England to rely on Anderson and Broad for all those five yeah. games uh. as yeah. as much as they have still been incredibly consistent and you know you could even argue that Jimmy Anderson is getting better with age which is quite incredible at his age yeah it's it, just it, not it, it, fair it, yeah. it's just not fair yeah. and that's why i just think that yeah jofra archer is a huge huge miss but ben stokes definitely helps her like to in terms of their keeping their batting solidity because you look at how they collapsed against india in mm-hmm. both the tests that we won if ben stokes was there you know we might be seeing a different story we might have seen more of fighter so Yeah. So maybe Jofra Archer's absence could be countered by Ben Stokes' inclusion, but I still think that across five test matches, you will kind of yeah. feel it, considering the workload. I mean, uh, yeah. the other thing for England is also I think they rely quite heavily on their bowling rotation. Like it's always talked upon. Like they usually rotate Anderson and Broad. Like 
they might start maybe one or two games, but then you won't, you can't expect them to start all the games together as a, uh, like to both of them. So I think that's where I guess your Ollie Robinson's going to come in. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember who else is in their bowling lineup right now, but um, um, yeah, they have someone like Mark Wood. Um, oh yeah, Mark, Mark Wood. Yes, Craig Overton, and as well, and they also have. Uh, Chris Wokes as well, Sa- right? He's also- Chris Wokes, yeah. Chris Wokes is a crucial yeah, yeah. Uh, find. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Saki Bamut. I know he's only played limited um, games in terms of one day. Uh, we, but I, from what little I saw of him, I think he's a very, very promising player. And I feel he gives uh, something different. He offers something completely different to what the current English bowling attack gives. He, he bowls somewhere around the one high 130s, mid 130s. But he has very very good control um, at least i saw i mean at least from what i saw with the white ball he had very very good control and i think um england might actually if they use him properly they can actually um reap a lot of rewards because he is someone that i feel australia may not may underestimate a bit looking at because i mean if i look at all the the strike bowlers there, Mark Wood is going to be bowling very, very quick. I mean, 145, 14, I mean, 150. Um, 50s. Yeah, probably. Chris Walks is, I mean, Chris Walks, yeah, I mean, we might see him as a, you know, a medium pacer, but I mean, on his day, he can definitely crank, crank, crank the pace up. And uh, similarly for Ollie, Ollie Robinson. So I feel like these bowlers are quite similar in that sense. Um, they are going to be more of your seam bowlers rather than uh, swing bowlers. Maybe, yeah, I mean, Chris Walks is pretty, very, very handy with the new ball. But um, I think Saki Mahmood... He, can, he can, can play really well with the bat as well. So that like exactly. that batting depth as well, Chris Wokes. True, true. Definitely. But I, I just feel like Saki Mahmood just offers something very, very different to this England squad and could be that X-Factor player that actually might decide the player, decide the series altogether. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, he's not actually... I don't think he's in the... I, I, I don't think he is in the, uh, the main squad. I think he's more of a backup player from what I understand. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they go about it. What about their spin options? Uh, what, what do you guys feel about their spin options? Yeah, do you think Tom it will even play Bess a part? And... Uh, Jack I guess Leach. Jack Leach. Yes, Tom yeah. Bess and Jack Leach. I think Leach is probably the senior player, so he's more likely going to start. He's like your Nathan Lyon for in Australia, basically. You know, mm-hmm. someone who's, who's a trustworthy spinner, spinning option. Yeah. But then at the same time, the Australian wickets don't really spin much. They're more suited for the bounce and pace. So uh, that's where you're going to need your three seamers and one all-rounder seamer as well, I feel. They're probably yeah. going one I mean, spinner, right? I don't see that. Yeah, probably one yeah I mean, they're probably going to start four paces and one spinner, definitely. And I don't see Ben Stokes bowling as much as um, maybe you would expect from an all-rounder. I think they're going to go with four seamers apart from Ben Stokes. That's my gut mm. feel. So, but then um, the issue with England is that if you go with four seamers, it kind of lend, not lend, like weakens a little bit of your batting because, in fact, England need more of the batting than their bowling. So, I guess if you look at it in a different perspective, the thing is, depends I where mean, you balance it out. Correct, correct. But the, the way I see it is, I mean, most of England bowlers actually can can hold a stick. Uh, yeah, Ollie Robinson's pretty good as well. Yeah, Chris Wokes, Ben Stokes. I guess that keeps them in a the middle and lower middle order is fine. It's more of the top order. I think it's very, very crucial that they perform. 
um i think that's that's what is going to uh make the difference i feel i mean that's going to be the biggest factor in my opinion which is going to decide the fate of england in the ashes uh but i think in terms of uh bowling wise not no no there maybe that one spinner i think might actually play a key role in actually supporting the fast bowlers um it is i mean we saw how india actually when they went to australia i mean of of course we're talking about spinners of in different leagues here i mean uh ashwin is ashwin is of ashwin ashwin is a legend he has taken more than 400 wickets he's, he's on 418 wickets right now um and even today when while we're recording it he took four wickets against new zealand today so i mean ashwin obviously is a premier spinner and no matter the conditions i mean especially in recent times he has been performing um outside of india as well um but i i feel sometimes we do tend to overlook the role that a spinner plays in australian conditions especially in uh, supporting the seamers i think you need you do need uh, that support um with someone like jack leach or dom bess I, i'm not sure if they can provide it at the same uh, level as uh, they would want you know i don't that, think that that's by england's selections as well uh, because jack leach has been very in and out of the team for someone who's seen as the senior spinner which yeah. kind of it really does uh, hamper their ability to really bowl those consistent spells to Correct. give their seamers a rest uh, which i i mean i just see australia taking advantage of that uh. yeah i mean i mean let's not forget even jorts going to bowl few overs here and there so that yeah. actually i, I wouldn't even be surpri- you know honestly uh, i wouldn't even be surprised to see england start with no spinners like no specialist spinners and, and they, just go with jorts correct they, i i mean we have seen them in the past especially in the india series if you, if you guys can recall um generally mm-hmm. they tend to play the pitch more than the their best squad on paper at least um i mean it i mean you i mean so far i think we've only seen that uh, tactic be successful for new zealand against us in the world test championship final <laughs> uh but generally uh, speaking I feel personally you should include a spinner, at least one spinner in your starting eleven, no matter the conditions, because you do no matter what the pitch offers, a spinner does offer something different. And I mean, if everyone is going to just roll the arm bowling, bowling fast, it it doesn't really yeah. give that sort of variety you would like in your attack. Definitely. Mm, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how it pans out. And um, yeah, I think we can just do some predictions. uh before we end off the episode so um yash how is the series going to pan out what's the who who is going to take it i think uh, if i'm not wrong right now the ashes is with england right uh, is it with australia can't remember technically australia is is with australia because uh, i think australia because they drew the series they, they drew, drew the series okay. and Fair because enough. they won the previous series they have sort of retained the ashes yeah, retained the ashes. ashes yeah so I, i'm going to go with australia retaining the ashes again this time mm-hmm. and i'm probably going to go with a scoreline of 3-1 with uh one draw i guess yeah yeah that's okay. my prediction and i think yeah i think that's a safe prediction honestly because i mean australia at home and given england's recent form yeah. in test cricket i think that's a fair call to make but, but i guess about, it, yeah sorry yeah but i just wanted to add like i wouldn't be surprised if if england can sort out their batting department at the top order especially uh i'm pretty sure we can have a lot closer fight uh, for the ashes but uh, uh, the way i see it as uh, while we're making the predictions i think it's going to be 3-1 yeah okay uh arjun 5-0 uh no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> <laughs> Aussie fans look away Aussie fans <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Imagine five million. Oh my god. Final to England. Oh my god. That will break the internet. Ah. <laughs> my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I. I mean. I think we all probably agree that Australia are the overwhelming favorites. Uh, in home conditions, they are dominant. Ah. Especially against England. I know India have, have kind of, uh, spoiled the party the last few years. But I mean, India are another level right now as a test team. So. Yeah. I just don't think England have the all conditions team that they need to challenge Australia and yeah I just think it's going to be one way traffic for most of the test matches. I'm going for 4-1 but I won't be surprised if it's a whitewash honestly. Big call big call. I mean I mean I, I don't think it's a it's a outrageous call but I think it's a it's a bold call to say 4-1 or 5-0 I think. I think it just be quite funny yeah to be honest. Because I want yeah, to see the the great cricketer go go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they they've been going with this yeah. running gag of five nil for two years, so it'll be quite funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see them definitely. I mean, uh, for myself personally, I I do think England are going to put up a a lot. I mean, a, a much more of a fight than you guys are giving them the credit for. Um, I I I do see Australia taking it though. I think the series no, is going to end three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I, not saying I, they I, won't I, they won't give a fight. I just think they are not good enough. Uh. Like at the end of the day, yeah, yeah definitely are fine margins. Uh. True, true, true. They can um, I mean, even I'm, if they play. I don't think best, Australia. Australia are yeah, yeah. I I agree with what you say, but also and in some sense, I don't think Australia are as strong as you put them out to be. That's the thing. I They're think we'll not... see how good their bowling attack is. Uh. Like in- India played exceptionally well against their bowling attack, but against pretty much every other team, right? Their bowling attack has taken apart every other team. New Zealand came to Australia. Absolutely yeah. mauled her. Absolutely yeah. mauled. India, <laughs> India. Honestly, uh, if some other some uh, some catches went to hand, could have lost that series quite ugly, like in a pretty ugly manner. So true, I don't true, know, yeah. man. I just don't. I don't see Rory Burns and and uh, who's the other guy? Hasib Hamid standing up to Pat Cummins, <laughs> Wood, and and yeah. Stark, who can who can absolutely destroy even new ball as well. Uh. I just that's that's why I think. Uh, even if mm. England do play well, right. Even if England play their best in a like like any Test match, Australia play like eighty percent right. They are still good enough to beat them. Ah, uh, in in their home and, conditions. In home conditions. In home fair conditions. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's why uh, I'm, I'm still going a... for a. I'm still going for an Aussie win, but I just feel like they're hmm. going to be more draws, uh, generally. Because I mean, I think Aust- I mean Australian cricket. Australia is also a a board in crisis in in my opinion, or a team in crisis. It, it is going to definitely um, affect their morale a bit. Um, I feel personally because I think hmm. Tim Payne. Um, all the controversy aside, I think he is a respected member of the dressing room, and it, I think the mood in the dressing room definitely. I mean, in my, I mean, on the outside it could seem upbeat, but definitely for a few of them who looked up to Tim Kane, Tim Payne as a captain, I feel that mentally they are going to be put on the back foot slightly, and as a result, uh, I don't see them to be as dominant as uh, maybe you guys make them out to be. So I'm probably going to go for a two-one Australia with uh, two draws in the series. So it's going to be a lot closer than people uh, I foresee. That's that's my own opinion. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Definitely uh, an exciting December of cricket to look forward to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope you're right. So, uh, because it'd yeah. be quite boring if we just won one way traffic. Uh. That's what makes yeah. a good Ashes series. Hundred uh. yeah, percent. I mean, the last Ashes was really good, wasn't it? They won in England. Yeah, I mean, if you guys watched the Amazon Prime documentary, I think that was a sporty motion yeah. with uh, the, I mean, especially the Jofra, uh, Jofra bowling to Steve Smith that was brilliant. And I mean, I had the privilege of watching it live as well. So yeah, I mean, I hope we get ma- many such moments uh, this December as well. And uh, yeah, 
I think we've more or less uh, come to the end of the episode. Uh, we hope you guys are looking forward to the Ashes just as much as us. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be watching it. Uh, we will we'll, we'll let we will try to do a coverage, maybe test match by test match. Uh, but we'll see uh, if time permits. Definitely, we'll try our best to put out the best content possible. And uh, yeah. So before I end things off, uh, just like to remind you guys that we are on Spotify and YouTube as the Next Team Podcast. And we are on TikTok and Instagram at the Next Team SG as well. Um, so do follow us for weekly updates as well as um, content on our TikTok page, uh, which usually encapsulates the highlights uh, of our episodes. So if, if you guys are interested, so do give us a follow or a like. And uh, yeah, we really greatly appreciate your support, guys. And uh, yeah, with that, we will call it a day, boys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Next Team Podcast. Bye-bye.